Welcome to Lakers Carpool, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. My name is James Brooks. I am your host. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. You know, I'm glad I was able to get an episode in this week. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it. For those of you who don't know, which might be most of you, um, I actually started a work-from-home job, so I'm working remotely right now. So this isn't so much Lakers Carpool, unless you're the ones driving, because I have not been driving. That's why my audio quality has been so much better the last couple months since I started back up, um, which it's been great with the baby, but normally I go in and do my podcast recording first thing in the morning when I wake up around like 6 a.m., which if the baby's sleeping, works fine, although sometimes I feel like I might have to whisper a little too much, um, but on you know other days where the baby does not want to sleep and she keeps us up and, and she's up at right at 6 a.m. or 5.30 or whatever, then it makes it tough to get a podcast recorded uh, first thing in the morning. So I did, wasn't able to do one yesterday. I was a little worried I wasn't going to be able to do one at all this week, but the wife took the baby out with a friend and here I am recording and talking to Lakers basketball. So we got a lot to catch up on. The Lakers, they are sitting at currently at 500 at 38 and 38 in the eighth seed in the Western Conference, which is great news. The Lakers had a few, some big wins, some tough losses, which I feel like has kind of been the story of at least since the trade deadline, since the All-Star break, etc. But the Lakers, since my last episode, actually, when was my last episode? What was the last thing I talked about? Uh, it was last Wednesday, which would have been right before the Lakers played the Suns. So the Lakers got a big win against the Suns, 122-111. to 111. The Suns obviously were playing without Kevin Durant, playing without DeAndre Eaton. So Lakers had some help. They were all, But the Lakers weren't playing. Lakers were playing without uh, D'Angelo Russell and LeBron James. And Austin Reeves had a huge game. I mean, Lakers, this this game was a little controversial. Lakers had like 45 free throws or something like that. Anthony Davis had a good game also. Uh, let's see, I'm pulling up the stats really quick. This game happened a week ago, so it's a little outdated for me to be talking about it. But, yeah, we got 27 points from Anthony Davis, 26 from D'Angelo. Oh, D'Angelo Russell did play this game. 26 from D'Angelo Russell, 25 from Austin Reeves. Lakers shot a total of 46 free throws. Which, I mean, a lot of non-Lakers fans are mad about that. They're mad about Austin Reeves getting 13 free throws. He went 12 for 13 from the line, which is great. Um, the thing is, Austin Reeves is driving to the basket a lot. He's great at pump faking. He's great at getting his defender on the wrong foot and just off balance. And he he's good at drawing fouls. Maybe the refs are a little gracious, but... He's good at drawing fouls. Anthony Davis is constantly going to the basket. He probably could get called for more fouls than he does. D'Angelo Russell attacks the basket a good amount. Like, this this Lakers team attacks the basket a decent amount. So them getting a lot of foul calls isn't crazy. I mean, getting 46 free throw attempts in any game for any team is is a ton. So I'm not, I'm not arguing that. I'm not saying that it's not a lot. It is a lot. But is some of it worth it? I mean, you look at it on the other end in that game. Devin Booker, Chris Paul, they're, I mean, Devin Booker got 12 free throw attempts. Again, not saying that Devin Booker and Austin Reeves are on the same level in terms of playing and stuff, but they're both attacking, attacking the basket pretty consistently. And Austin Reeves is getting hit and getting foul calls. So, I mean, you know, Lakers fans or non-Lakers fans don't want to hear it. 
But the Lakers, so the Lakers got that win, which put them at 36 and 37. And then we had another game on Friday, last Friday, against the Thunder, which was a huge game. This was for the tiebreaker against the Thunder and for the Lakers to get to 500 for the first time in like 400 plus days. <laughs> and the Lakers pulled that one out 116 to 111. Uh, this was the game that D'Angelo Russell did not play in. He had some hip soreness and he was ruled out, which going into the game just made, makes you feel like the Lakers are just super unserious. Like either their medical staff is way too cautious or D'Angelo Russell is a little soft or that they just don't really care that much about making a run and making the playoffs because this is this game was one of the biggest must-win games of the Lakers season so far where if we lose this game, not only do we not reach 500, but the Thunder own the tiebreaker over us. So if we end up in the, with the same record as the Thunder, which is possible at the, end, at the end of the season, they, like, let's say worst case scenario, the, well, maybe not worst case scenario, but a scenario where the Lakers are tied for the Thunder for the 10th seed and the Thunder own that, own that tiebreaker, then the Thunder gets the 10th spot and the Lakers are out of the plan. You know, that's worse. That's like one of the worst case scenarios, I'll say. Um, so the Lakers must win game. Anthony Davis was huge. 38, 37 points. Dennis Schroeder came in with 21 points. An off game from Austin Reeves. He went three for 12 from the field. One for five from the three-point line. Um, four for four from the free throw line. Austin, Austin. Anthony Davis, seven for 11 from the free throw line decent free throw shooting although we'd love to see that more like 10 for 11 9 for 11 or even 11 for 11 but putting up 37 points he carried the team Lonnie Walker off the bench at 20 points he had a big game uh which was which was nice to see. I mean the Lakers had had to get the win without D'Angelo Russell and Lakers guards and Dennis Schroeder and Lonnie Walker stepped up which was awesome to see got the Lakers to 500 for the first time like I said in 400 plus days so Lakers are sitting at 500 with a chance to be a game above 500 if we could have beat the Bulls um, on Sunday, which did not happen. Lakers lose 118 to 108. And honestly, that final score is a little closer than the game even felt. Lakers got down to like 21 points at one point, I think was the biggest lead that the Bulls had in that game. And bearing the lead a little bit with that game, LeBron James out of nowhere, or at least virtually out of nowhere, came back and played off the bench, came off the bench, against the Bulls, only only the second time in his career that he's ever came come off the bench. Um, and, you know, tough game. I think in, in one sense, I gave the Lakers the benefit of the doubt, right? Like, it's the first time you're playing with LeBron James in a while. This team has only played with, like, this, this team's post-All-Star break has only played with LeBron James, like, three times, four times. And... The Lakers just did a terrible job at getting Anthony Davis the ball. I think we were relying too much on our shooters, right? We had, I mean, the scoring is decent. We had, um, leading score was was LeBron with 19 points off the bench. Malik Beasley had 18 off the bench. Dennis Schroeder had 17. Troy Brown Jr. had 18. And then Anthony Davis with 15. Austin Reeves with 13. Like, pretty spread out scoring, which was, which was decent. And Lakers shot 50% from the field, 36% from three, not terrible. But the, the Bulls just outshot us, 54% from the field, 45% from three for the Bulls. And Anthony Davis only took eight shots that entire game. Eight shots. And, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Like, So the Lakers played the Bulls last night. They had they played the Bulls in, in L.A. on Sunday, and then they played them again uh, last night. And 
it, it was the tale of two Anthony Davises. That's basically the story of of the game, right? So like the Lakers, they just I don't know. They were trying to shoot with the Bulls, I think, and the, the Bulls just had a really good shooting game. And so you have Malik Beasley putting up fourteen shots off the bench. Troy Brown Jr. putting up thirteen shots. He's in the starting lineup. Um, Schroeder and Reeves had ten shots apiece. Um, I mean LeBron had he, LeBron only took eleven shots. But he came off the bench, and Anthony Davis only with eight eight shots the entire game. Six for eight, 15 points, nine rebounds. You know, it just – the Lakers need to do better at – like, they have a generational talent in Anthony Davis when he's playing at his best, when he's healthy. He is a generational talent. And the Lakers – you know, I, this is not on Anthony Davis, in my opinion. Like, I think, yeah, there are certain games where Anthony Davis could make himself a little bit more available, could demand the ball a little bit more, but – as a big man, like it's the guard's job to get the ball to Anthony Davis. It's LeBron James's job to get the ball to Anthony Davis. It's Coach Ham's job to call plays for Anthony Davis. Like, if Anthony Davis is not the one bringing the ball up the floor, which he does sometimes, but not not often, when you have like five guards like the like the Lakers have between Reeves, Schroeder, D'Angelo Russell, uh, and LeBron James always bring the ball up, and, and Lonnie Walker, and blah blah. Um, but like Anthony Davis. He like you can demand the ball all you want as a big man. If they don't pass you the ball, if they don't get you the ball, if they don't call plays for you, etc. Like it just is what it is. I say this as a fellow big man myself. At you know six with six, I was always playing center. I was always the power forward, the center growing up in high school, and there's you know it can be frustrating as a big man sometimes. Sometimes people see you in the post open, and they just pass off. And, you know, it is what it is. It's just how basketball is played, and that's whatever. But, like, the team itself, Coach Ham, like, Coach Ham even admitted it a few games ago where Anthony Davis, um, I forget which game it was, but he had a big second half, and Coach Ham, Darvin Ham, said, someone asked him, like, what's the difference? what was the difference between Anthony Davis and in the first half and the second half? And he's like, my dumbass started calling him plays. Like, Wow you had to make that adjustment that's not the game plan going into the game with lebron james wasn't playing mind you the game plan going into the game isn't get anthony davis a touch every single dime on the offensive side it, it just makes no sense it's just it's and anthony davis gets more touches if anthony davis gets you know 18 shots up if he gets 10 more shots up lakers probably find a way to win that game or at least find a way to to make it a closer game than it was. But instead, you have Malik Beasley and Troy Brown Jr. jacking up threes, trying to shoot with the Bulls, which just wasn't going to happen. So, and you know, I don't want to take away anything from them. Like, 6 for 14, it's not great. But, like, putting up 18 points for each Troy, for Troy... I mean, Troy Brown Jr. was 7 for 13. Like, he was a little over 50% from the field. 4 for 9 from 3. Like, that's a decent... That's a good game from Troy Brown Jr. So, I don't want to take anything away from him in that sense. But we got to get, we got to get, you know, Lakers took 75 shots in that game and Anthony Davis only had eight of them, right? Like that's a problem. So um, Lakers made that adjustment though. So that, that's a problem in that game. Lakers made that adjustment last night. Lakers get the win against the Bulls in Chicago, 121 to 110. Anthony Davis puts up 38 points. He took, I'm pulling up really quick. He took 20 shots. 
<laughs> last night. It went 13 for 20, 38 points, 10 rebounds, and just an overall, you know, dominant Anthony Davis game. And that's why I say the tale of two 80s, right, is the first game against the same team, only gets put up, only puts up eight shots, gets held to 15 points. Against the same exact team, albeit um, D'Angelo Russell did come back last night, so, I mean, that was nice. So we had the – this is our first time we had – a starting lineup of Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, LeBron James, Jared Vanderbilt, and Anthony Davis. Music to my ears. It, it was. It's. It looked great. I mean, in that starting lineup, you have 38 from Anthony Davis, 25 from LeBron James, 17 from D'Angelo Russell, and 19 from Austin Reeves. That's unbelievable. That's just great production by the starting five. Um, Jared Vanderbilt, eight points on three of five shooting, two for three from three-point line, seven rebounds. Just a, a good game overall from the starting lineup. And then Dennis Schroeder added eight points off the bench. Rui Hachimura added six points off the bench. Who he he was held to a DNP in the game before against the Bulls, which made no sense. It just I don't know. I think Darvin Ham was he was rewarding Lonnie for a good game that he had had the game before. Gave Lonnie Walker some minutes. Took away minutes from from Rui for whatever reason, but made a great. This was a, a really good adjustment overall from one game to another against the same exact team. Like, this is something that you could see. This is almost like a playoff series, right? Like, where the Lakers, you, you play the same team back-to-back, and the Lakers made the adjustment. So, like, that's something like something to keep in mind. If the Lakers do end up making the playoffs, this was a nice little glimpse at something that we might see where the Lakers make the right adjustment against the same team in back-to-back games and get a dominating win and just a dominating performance from Anthony Davis. So... Um, a pretty crazy week. Lakers get a big win against the Thunder, big win against the Suns. LeBron James comes back virtually out of nowhere. I mean, I think I talked about it in my last episode where um, Anthony or LeBron was basically saying how they're not, you know, his timetable for his return is like not set in stone. Maybe he'll come back, like virtually saying like he might come back before like three games left in the season. And that's exactly what he did. So pretty cool there from from LeBron James to get him back and get him rolling. He looks good. 10 for 19 last night against the Bulls, 25 points, seven rebounds, four assists, one for three from three. Just overall really good. And then something else to, to, to mention is how good Jared Vanderbilt looked on defense against DeMar DeRozan, who is one of, you know, he's one of the better wing players in the league. He put up in the last, what was it? I mean, he played really well against him in the game where the Lakers lost as well. But in that game, DeMar DeRozan had – oh, he only had 17 points. So so Jared Vanderbilt played really well against him in the game where they actually lost, held him to 17 points. Zach Levine went off for 32 points. And then last night in Chicago in that game, the Lakers held uh, DeMar DeRozan to 22 points. Vucevic had a big game with 29 points, but we held Zach Levine, Zach Levine to 16 points. So overall, much better – just a much better – defensive showing shooting obviously so in the game before where the lakers lost the bulls put up like 40 like they shot 45 percent or something like that from three they shot 27 percent last night and the lakers played virtually from a shooting standpoint the same like 52 percent from the field 35 percent from three which was virtually around right where we're uh right where they were at in the previous game against the bulls so big game from anthony davis showing out in his home city and Lakers get the win. So we're back at 38 and 38 in the eighth seed, like I mentioned at the top of this episode. And we, we're we coming right down to the wire. We got 
five games left in April, one game left in March, six games left for the season. I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to take a look at the upcoming games. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Uh, We're down to the final four. I mean, UConn has been looking like title favorites. They're going up against Miami. You got FAU going up against San Diego State. I I like San Diego State for maybe like a dark horse underdog. Uh, Maybe put some money on them, but UConn definitely seems like the favorites. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so the next upcoming game the Lakers have is against the Timberwolves on Friday. This is in Minnesota. The Lakers are on a little road trip right now. And currently the ESPN matchup predictor has us at 50-50. This is this is might be the most must-win game of the season. Maybe the of the entire season. We'll see how the rest of I mean it depends on how this game goes, how some of the other games match up, but the game against the Thunder last week was one of the more must-win games of the season. This one is much more of a must-win game, I will say, where currently the Minnesota sits at 39 and 38. They are in the seventh seed in the Western Conference. Lakers are 38 and 38 in the eighth seed of the Western Conference. Um, they're a half game above the Lakers. So if the Lakers win this game, we will jump up to the seventh seed. Lakers are also, I'll, I'll mention, only a game and a half from the sixth seed, where you have Golden State, who's 40 and 37. Looking at the schedules for both Minnesota and Golden State for the rest of the season, they have a pretty easy schedule the last few games of the season. So I don't know that the Lakers can jump up to the sixth seed. It would take a lot. It would take the Warriors really choking and playing bad for the Lakers to be able to get all the way up to the sixth seed. But that being only a game and a half is pretty close. So um, Lakers play Minnesota tomorrow night in a big must-win game. Carl Carl Anthony Towns is back. Minnesota is rolling right now. They are, let's see, their last five games... Yeah, they're four and one in their last five games. They've beat the the Knicks. They've beat Golden State. They've beat Sacramento. Vir- I mean, albeit the, they've all been close games, but these are these are good playoff teams that the Lakers or the Lakers that the T Wolves are beating. They just lost to the Suns last night, one hundred seven to one hundred. In uh, Kevin Durant came back, so he was playing in that game. So the Suns are a much better team than than they were when the Lakers played them last week. So. You know, we'll we'll uh, it'll it'll be a tough game tomorrow. I going into this this last stretch of the season, I kind of had the Lakers like this Minnesota game as like a quote unquote easier game that the Lakers could win to to end the season at least at five hundred. I think this one might be a little tougher than I had anticipated. I you know I hadn't really been fully aware of just like how how 
good Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert were playing together, some of the shooters that that they have in their defense and whatnot. Like when we when we played them in the last game where we lost in in L.A., they were much better than I had kind of anticipated for not having really watched them too much. They have Carl Anthony Towns back, which you know they've been they've been kind of using him more as like a guard and playing him around the, the three point line just because they have Rudy Gobert. So they have these two bigs that they can kind of stretch the floor with a little bit. Well, you're not really stretching the floor with Rudy Gobert, but with Carl Anthony Towns, you can stretch the floor with him a little bit. Um, so they're a tough team for the Lakers to, to defend, considering we only have, like Anthony Davis is our only real big. Like Wenyan Gabriel is a big, quote-unquote, but he's only 6'9". He's LeBron's height, you know? Anthony Davis is the only guy close to seven foot that we have because Mo Bamba is still still out with a sprained ankle and not really sure when or if he will return. Maybe he can make a return for the playoffs if the Lakers make the playoffs, but he might not return for the rest of the season. And the Lakers still have, they have a, as far as I understand, they have an open roster spot and they have, they haven't filled it with another big, which is kind of confusing to me a little bit, but, um, so this is a tough matchup for the Lakers. You know, the best way to beat this team, right, is like, we kind of have to do what other teams have done to the Lakers in the past, kind of play small. You got to hit a lot of threes. You got to keep the pace moving. Got to create turnovers or get turnovers and create fast break opportunities, things like that, and not let the T-Wolves slow you down. But it's tough. They have, I mean, Mike Conley, I, you know, pretty good defend, defender. Uh, Anthony Edwards is a good defender. Obviously, Rudy Gobert is a good defender at the rim. Carl Anthony Towns is big. Um so yeah, it's a tough matchup. I mean, but this is a big. If, if the Lakers could pull out a win, it'd be huge. But I don't know. I I'm feeling a little less optimistic than I was before. So then, so we play the T Wolves tomorrow, and then in April, we have the Rockets in Houston again, a team that we lost to the last time we played them when we should have won, but we we're playing without Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell. Like it was just, um. Actually, was D'Angelo Russell back for that one? Honestly, I I can't keep straight whether D'Angelo Russell is playing or not playing in these games. <laughs> but I know for sure Anthony Davis was out in that game. So, I mean, having AD and LeBron back should should help, hopefully. And then we play the Jazz and the Clippers. Those are That's a back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday, next week. The Clippers, obviously, is a away game, but played at Crypto.com Arena. Those are two – I mean – the Jazz is definitely like the Jazz is definitely a must win because they're kind of near us in the standings, right? The Jazz are currently sitting at thirty six and forty. They're in the the twelfth spot. So if we lose the but if we lose those games, right? They're only two games behind us. So let's just say we lose those two games, that puts us tied, and then they I would imagine own the tiebreaker against us, right? So at least one of those is a must win. If not, I mean both of them really are must wins. And then you know, I keep exiting out of what I'm looking at. Um, then we play the Suns another one more time and, and then we end the season with the Jazz so we play the Rockets on April 2nd the Jazz on April 4th Clippers April 5th Suns April 7th Jazz April 9th so it's going to be back like boom 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 big games most of them all must wins and you know, I think the Lakers have a good chance of ending the season above 500, right? If we could, if we can beat the Timberwolves, which I think at this point is kind of a big if, but it's definitely possible. I mean, we, when you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James, you never know what's going to happen. 
And the last time we played the T-Wolves, we didn't have LeBron James. So this one, really, I do kind of agree with the the ESPN matchup predictor. Like, that, the 50-50 thing really does kind of feel feel right, like a, like a good match, like a good predictor. Um, Rockets should win that one. That would that would put us two games above above 500. The Jazz, like you kind of have to win that one. That would put us three games above 500. Um, let's just say we lose to the Clippers and the Suns. That's a game above 500. And then we beat the Jazz, two games above 500. I think two games above 500 is one to two games above 500, I'll say that, is definitely realistic, give or take. Like if we lose to the T-Wolves, maybe a game above 500. If we beat them, maybe two games above 500. And then, you know, maybe the Suns and the Clippers – well, maybe not the Clippers, but maybe the Suns by that point might have already clinched a playoff berth, and we can maybe they'll be resting guys. Who knows? Maybe we'll actually finally get a LeBron Kevin Durant match matchup, which we haven't seen in since like twenty eighteen or something. Um, but yeah, looking I mentioned this a little earlier. Looking at the Warriors' remaining schedule and the T Wolves' remaining schedule, there it's pretty easy. And I say this in terms of the Lakers trying to get up to the seventh or sixth seed. So the T-Wolves play the Lakers on Friday. And then they have four games in April against the Trailblazers. They've shut Dame down. The Nets, they're kind of a wild card. The Spurs, they're already eliminated. They're not really playing for anything. And the Pelicans, who they've kind of won some games, but who knows if they'll be really be playing for anything in that last game of the season. So pretty easy uh end of the season for the Timberwolves and then for the for the Warriors they're it's kind of like just as easy I feel like they have let's see where is it at so they play the Spurs tomorrow night and then they play the Nuggets a little tougher actually no they're a little tougher they play the Nuggets the Thunder the Kings and the Trailblazers so well the Thunder have something to play for the Nuggets and Kings, right, they, they've clinched their playoff bursts. Maybe they're resting guys. You never know what teams are going to do. Like, sometimes they rest guys. Sometimes they want to keep the momentum for the playoffs. So we'll see there. And then they play the Trailblazers to end the season. So the Warriors could kind of – I mean, I could see them losing a couple games. If the Lakers could win a couple games, they could make some headway on the Warriors there. So it's going to be a fun last four to five games of the season starting on Friday against the Timberwolves. Uh in Minnesota. I mean, we'll see how the Lakers do. I, I again, 50-50 really against the T-Wolves. I would I would love to see them win and actually get a game above 500 instead of just getting to 500 and then losing. Getting to 500 and then losing. It would be nice to see the Lakers um kind of build on some of the moment, momentum that they've that they've built. So, we will see what happens. It's been fun talking with Lakers basketball. Thank you so much for listening. Go Lakers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! 2.1 seconds remaining. Denver a foul to give. Jokic trying to disrupt Rondo. He puts it in. Here's Davis. 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis! Has won it for the Lakers!